I'm Maddie. I'm Emma. And we're so excited. This week we are hosting another very special guest, Jackie Skinner. Jackie is um, someone that I met when I was still living in Charleston. She was a yoga instructor um, at the studio I attended there. And I don't really know her very well. I feel like I know her a lot better after this episode. But just kind of an overview of her. Jackie is a yoga business um, coach. So she has her own business where she kind of helps yoga teachers um, monetize their practice. And she also has a podcast, the Yoga Boss Podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the things. So definitely check her out. Um, But one of the main reasons that I kind of wanted to have her on the show is that she just has gone through so many changes in the past year. I feel like everyone has, but um, just from what I've observed from social media, even prior to recording the episode, um, I was like, oh my gosh, this girl has gone through so much. And so that's kind of the title of this week's episode. And the common theme is just regrowth and healing um, throughout chaos and throughout the pandemic and throughout constant life changes. And Emma and I were talking about it. I think we said it like in the episode even, but this episode inspired me. Yeah, it very much inspired us. She is a super awesome girl who honestly has been thrown so many curveballs in life, as many of us have, and she has really, really great input on how to deal with that, and it's not always about being the most positive, happy person. It's really about living with the reality that you've been given and making the most of it, and she definitely has, so it was so awesome talking to her. Um, You guys are really going to love this episode, and yeah, let's hop right into it. Okay, guys, we are back with a- another episode for you. We're so excited. I'm sure you heard um, in the little pre-recorded clip before this. This week, we are hosting Jackie Skinner. So, Jackie, do you want to kind of introduce yourself and tell us a little about you? Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Yay. <laughs> Yay. So, yeah, I am right now a business coach for yoga teachers and kind of like long story short of how I got there I taught yoga for over 10 years and finally like mustered up the courage to leave my full-time job and go fully into yoga and the first year I did that I made fifteen thousand dollars and like total I don't total oh my goodness year And I lived on it and it was like my whole livelihood, but mostly I was stressed and really unhappy. And I was really looking for the answer of like someone to help me. How do I build this business and make money as a teacher? Mm -hmm. And there's, there wasn't anything. And that's why I decided to be a coach and help other yoga teachers create that so that there's more yoga in the world. So that is what I do currently live in Charleston with my fiance, my dog, and yeah, that's like so brief of me. <laughs> no, that's no, good. No, it's so exciting. Yeah, and with um, starting your own business, did you, I mean, I guess just kind of deep diving a little bit into your background, um, did you attend college? If so, like, did you major in business or was this something that you really just ventured off and decided to start doing for yourself? I love it. Um, I did. I went to UNC Chapel Hill. So oh, I wow. grew up in North Carolina. Oh, nice. And I was an education major. So I was going to be a teacher. And sure. yeah, like it just wasn't for me. I really loved working with the kids, but I just knew it wasn't for me. And I knew I wanted to teach yoga. I got certified as a yoga teacher during college. Okay. I actually like called my parents from certification and was like, can I drop out? of college. <laughs> I found what I want to do. 
And they were like, no, <laughs> finish college and then you can teach yoga. Um, so no business degree. And for a long time that actually like really held me back. I'm like, I need to have an MBA to like call myself a business coach. And one day I sat down and I wrote out all the experience I had just from life mm-hmm. and like the studios I worked for and the yoga that I had sold. And I was like, wait a second, I actually know exactly what I am doing. Like I know a there. lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot and I can help a lot of people. And I went through the life coach school to get my coaching certification, which was incredible and fantastic. And I think with these two things of like life experience of making yoga work and then having a coaching certification, I was like, oh yeah, this is for sure like meant for me. Um, And I love it. It's so fun, y'all. It's like the, the best thing in the world to take someone. I specifically work with teachers who have full time jobs. Mm hmm who want to leave and do entrepreneurship full-time and teach full-time. And it's so amazing to see my clients create these lives where they're financially free. They're doing what they love. They they're able to quit their job at some point. It's just so fun. So amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. And like, I, so just from knowing you and kind of knowing a little bit about you, um, you were in Charleston and then you went to New York and now you're back in Charleston. Was that a business strategy? Was that you just wanted to change? Like what, what was that? I wish I was that smart <laughs> business strategy. Um, no, I love, Char- I love Charleston. It was always where I wanted to live. And I met a guy down here and he it was like one of those things, like fairy tale. Like I just like knew right away, and I hate when people say that. Like when you know, <laughs> no, you that's know. so valid though, because sometimes that's how it is. It really was how it was, and he was relocating to New York City, and I made the very bold choice to kind of uproot my life mm-hmm. and go with him. We met. We officially started dating in July, and that was September. So it was like pretty oh wow, quick. that's very yeah. quick, yeah. So it was, it was a decision for love, which is so cheesy. (laughs) No, but that's, that's cute. And it's so kind of going back to like with the actual move itself, when you were moving, were you planning on teaching yoga once you were in New York? Did you already kind of have um, your coaching certification? Had you already started to grow your business or is that something you decided to do once you got there? Yeah, so, oh, sorry, my dog is bothering me. No, you're Um, totally okay. So I, teaching yoga is really cool because you can teach anywhere. So there there was kind of this, like, I know I can go teach yoga up there. I hadn't gone fully into my coaching business yet at that point. Okay. And so my plan when I got to New York was to teach a little and to build my coaching business. And this was actually a huge moment of growth for me was teaching in New York City, which was very different than teaching in Charleston. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm like sure. <laughs> an hour to get into Manhattan. We lived in Brooklyn just to teach. Like, it just was, like, kind of not worth it yeah. at some point. And this kind of shift had to happen within myself of, I've always been a yoga teacher. This is what I've always done. And at some point, I have to let it go. And it's, like, actually holding me back from... Mm-hmm building my coaching business and focusing there. So probably like a few months into being in New York, I actually stopped teaching yoga. Oh, wow. Okay. Group group classes altogether. I consider coaching to be a, a form of yoga, but um, 
the traditional like group asana classes I stopped teaching and it was yeah. so hard because it was so much of my identity of like yeah. I'm a yoga teacher yeah, that's who sure. I am but definitely like this moment of to get to the next place where I want to go in my life what do I have to let go of what do I have to make space for and it was yoga it was teaching yeah. class I'm sure that's so hard to do is kind of like a leap in faith into the into the unknown of just something that you've never experienced but I think me and Maddie both can kind of admire where you are now because mm-hmm. we're obviously college students and we like have all these big plans but you know we're very close to having to take those leap of faiths of like what track we want to go after we mm-hmm. graduate in a year or two or you know where we're going to end up so it's really good to hear you know the positive side of the end of that story of you being exactly where you feel like you're meant to be and mm. you know that wouldn't have maybe happened if you would have kind of settled for what you were doing at that time so that's yeah. what I said yeah you're so spot on it really is a leap of faith and I always find that like if you see that leap of faith and you can run towards it and you take it faster and quicker and you like go towards that growth it's always amazing it always works yeah. out yeah. but it's so hard to do in the moment um and it's so we get so comfortable with like where we are and it's literally how your brain works is Mm -hmm. to stay comfortable and so it's what happens to so many people and the way that I talk about this is like every year you go to a holiday party and you're going to see people you haven't seen in a year and they're going to ask you like how's life and a lot of the times our answers are it's fine it's the same like nothing's new and so it's like those leaps of faith keep you growing keep you moving in life and I think keeps it fun yeah that's awesome and then you can go to that you know metaphorical holiday party and be like listen to all these awesome things I have going on in my life now because and you've obviously created all that for yourself so that's yeah 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 because New York City was never in my plan I am not a city girl oh really cut out for the city okay (laughs) that's so interesting so how how long were you there for because I feel like you were just there for like a little snippet of time Yes. So because of COVID, we were there for a snippet of time. Okay. Um, oh, okay. We were probably there for a little under a year. And, you know, it, it, COVID hit in March and New York shut down. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. completely, totally. Yeah, like majorly shut down. <laughs> yeah. And we were paying New York rent prices to sit in our apartment. And like, not a, not a big apartment. No. <laughs> My fiance got laid off. Like we were just kind of stuck in this New York city apartment. We didn't know a ton of people. Um, and so we kind of wrote it out for a little bit, the start of COVID. And then he got rehired at his job that was in New York. And then within a few weeks got refired. <laughs> oh, wow. Like such a roller coaster. Yeah. That's um, horrible. And I think at that point we were like, what? why are we here? Is mm-hmm. this where we actually want to be? Or did we come here and make this decision for a job or for money? And can we make our decision to leave? Yeah. And I think so many people have left New York, which is sad. Um, but it definitely was kind of a gift for us. Yeah. And I feel mm-hmm. like, especially with everything changing the world, and like you said, like with leaving New York, I feel like that's kind of a common theme between everyone right now I know a lot of people our age and even post-grad have moved back in with their parents or have moved closer to home and um I mean I resonate with that even just being because my family is in Charleston and just being like 
1500 miles away from them and being in an apartment in Denver and it's like okay this is great like I I love where I am but it gets to a certain point where you're like why why am I here like when everything is kind of so chaotic and there's you keep thinking there's a light at the end of the tunnel and you're like okay like like you said you're paying the rent you're not leaving the apartment you don't really know anybody it's like what's tying us here and Mm -hmm. but I think that that's a really big leap to say okay well now we're going to move back so how was that really um mentally draining emotionally draining because I that's such a big step and it's like okay just kidding I'm back like I know that and that's a lot (laughs) um first of all my sister's in Denver and like oh really far away I miss her so I did not know that like yeah I haven't seen her all year so I get the like Denver to the east coast long distance Mm -hmm. family um Okay, so y'all, this story just gets crazier. So we got engaged, COVID hit, he gets laid off, which at that same time, like my business was still building Mm -hmm. and I was getting it to where I wanted it to be. And so I went from being like, you know, Jake was so supportive, my fiance, to being like, oh, I'm now the breadwinner yeah, and I need to make money in my business. So that was a transition. So he gets laid off the second time, gets a job offer in Chicago Oh, wow. And we set up movers. We got a lease set up. I mean, like, we were moving to Chicago. Oh, wow. And literally, like, three days before we were supposed to meet our moving truck, they called, and they were like, actually, the job is going to be in Detroit. It's not Chicago. Right. (laughs) How do you do that? Just be like, oh, sorry to inconvenience you. It's actually in a completely different state. Especially, like, so so close to terms. I feel like y'all's life just got crazy so fast. It was so crazy. I mean, just totally turned upside down. And, like, we were in a lease. Like, so now we had a lease in New York City, an upcoming lease to start in Chicago. So you had already signed your lease. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I cannot imagine. It was very stressful. Poor Jake. Poor Jake. I know. It was (laughs) so stressful. So we ended up, neither of us want to live in Detroit. Like, Mm -hmm. that's just not. Chicago, we had friends and family there, but Detroit was not on our, like, list of places. And Mm -hmm. a couple days after that, he got an offer down in Charleston. Oh, God. Just, like, coincidentally. And so we, like, rerouted and and switched and moved down to Charleston. And the crazy thing about this story is, like, during that time, we found out we were pregnant, which was a which total surprise. Which is so exciting. <laughs> but it's, like, that's that another so curveball out of left field. Like, another curveball. I mean, I'm, like, hormonal and tired and, like, just trying to process that. We always wanted to have kids, just not in 2020. And we we both got COVID. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! You need to write a book. Oh Have no! You yeah, that? actually. <laughs> oh crazy? my gosh! This is crazy. When I look back at this year, I'm like, what has happened? <laughs> and and we ended up moving down south again, and like mm-hmm. coming back here, and just that whole entire process was like. Looking back, it's like okay, we were obviously meant to be here. I I think. And it, like, happened sure. pretty seamlessly to get us back in Charleston, which is where I'd want to be. So I'm pretty happy with it. I don't know if um, I consider that seamless. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I, I get That's it. True. No, totally even at the true. beginning, you, at the beginning, you mentioned how, like, you feel like Charleston really is the place that you're meant to be and that's where you want to live you know New York City and bigger cities you know they have their they have their fun parts but I really do feel like you know life took you where it was meant to but it took yeah. the like 
a highway to hell to get you there. Yeah, it, it really did. And I don't know about y'all, but like, I think the younger generation, really millennials and younger, I think we're much more likely to be like, this is the place I want to be. Yes. And then I'm going to go figure out what I'm going to do in that place. Mm-hmm. And that was always my mindset with Charleston. Like, I want to be there, and of course I'll figure out how to make money there. And it was just making sure that Jake and I were on the same page and, like, navigating that relationship um, was a first-time thing, too. So, yeah, I don't even know where we started with, like, talking about how we got back to Charleston, but that is how we got here. Yeah. So that is – I did not know any of that. That is a roller coaster of, oh, my gosh, change. That's insane. But – like you said, yeah. you ended up back in Charleston. I Random question. Did you move back into, like, the same neighborhood, same area? Like, when you moved mm. back, did it kind of feel weird? Like, you just took a little hiatus and then came back? Or was it, like, <laughs> seamless, like you said? People are like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you left. It's like, oh, she's um, back. <laughs> no, so we obviously now with a kid on the way, we were thinking more like we want to be where families are. Mm-hmm. Where when I lived here last time, I was young and single and like, yeah. wanted to be downtown. So different neighborhood. Um, it it was interesting because I'm a different person. And so meeting Charleston again a year later as the version of me I am now is totally different. And how, do, how does it work in my life now? And the people I knew then am I still like relating to them on the Mm -hmm. same level and it's just been kind of a really interesting like it was easy to come back and at the same time I'm still figuring out who I am here now yeah um because I was so integrated into the studio that I worked for here and like that was my life and now I'm not and I work in my office every day and it's pretty much me and my computer (laughs) yeah yeah and you have a stable relationship you have a baby on the way it's just Mm -hmm. it is so so different it is so different and I think I'm still like wait a second like I'm that person who just like bought a crib and is setting up a nursery like it still doesn't feel real in my brain even though it's it's real yeah what I it is real (laughs) I'm sure that's so different because like you said like before you left for New York you were because that's how we originally met was like for our audience was through that studio that you were working at and um so you were working for that studio and living your life single downtown then you meet this guy you move literally so far away from friends and family you're living in a completely new city like then the pandemic hits and then you move back you find out you're so now you're in a serious relationship with a baby on the way you're like my entire life thing has changed that's so much growth in the span of a year and so I kind of want to tailor the rest of this episode to kind of talk about um regrowth and almost healing from certain things during uncertain times because I feel like that's Mm -hmm. something our audience can really benefit from just because times are so different now and that Mm -hmm. that's affecting businesses that's affecting relationships that's affecting where people are living and what they're doing and um their connections with other people so Mm. I, I don't know. I just, I think it's really interesting. Did you, like you said, it was kind of almost bittersweet, for lack of better words, where it was like you were so excited to be back, but it's also like, how are you figuring out who you are in Charleston mm-hmm. now? Um, yeah. And how, how are you doing that? Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good question. So, 
Oh man, how am I doing it? <laughs> you do not have to have all the answers, but oh my gosh, um, no, this actually came up for me this week, so it's pretty timely. I think one of the thing that's has been pretty present for me in 2020. I have a ton of anxiety and always have, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. why I found yoga and like really fell in love with it. And so all of the circumstances that are happening in the world with COVID and now the election and just like everything that our society is going through, I found it to be really easy to feel anxious Mm -hmm. and to feel stressed. And then on top of that, you add in hormones of having a baby. And it was, there were moments and there still are days where I don't feel like myself is the way I would say it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And something that I'm really working with and trying to process is even with negative emotion, however I'm feeling, I'm still myself. Like even when I feel down or I feel anxious or I feel stressed, it doesn't mean that something's gone wrong and then I need to fix anything about me and get back to this like happy version of me that I imagine. Yeah. I don't know when I was her, but like, you know, <laughs> she's in my head. Yeah. And really just allowing the process to be the process and anxiety to be there and stress to be there without needing to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. It's so huge because as soon as you let it be there, it's easier. It like automatically yeah. takes some stress away or some suffering away. And I don't know. Do y'all know Byron Katie? I do not. I don't know. No, okay. I don't either. Love her. She's a little like out there, um, okay. a little woo, <laughs> but so good. And she has a quote. She says, you can argue with reality, but you're going to lose 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what I mean of like, I find myself trying to argue with all these facts that are happening in the world, but it doesn't change them. Yeah. No, not (laughs) at all. I think that's such an important point, especially talking about how you feel like when you're anxious or down about something, it's like, it's not that you need to change who that person is because there's not a happy you and a sad you. It's all the same you, and I think that's really important to notice. So when you are feeling those emotions, you can embrace them and be like, okay, this is how I feel right now. You know, it's not maybe my best self, but I'm going to accept where I am and mm. move forward with it instead of trying to just neglect those altogether because I think that can definitely be a downward spiral of, you. oh, you know, I'm not anxious. Like, oh, everything's fine when it truly isn't and there's so much chaos and so many curveballs and everything so I think that is a really profound point about yeah you know reality is reality and you have to make the most of it yeah yeah as soon as you accept what's happening to like be what is there's nothing to fight exactly yeah and I I feel like with millennials and the younger generations even underneath that um we've kind of this is something that Emma and I have discussed on the show a little bit in the past but there is this um need or this social norm to always be positive and I feel like a lot of people don't take into consideration toxic positivity because it's like if you're never Mm. allowing yourself to feel those emotions or feel validated then you're constantly just going to keep like you said like fight against reality and you're like Mm -hmm. no I shouldn't feel this way or like I don't want to I'm just gonna put a smile on my face and like it's gonna be good and sometimes especially with where the world is at right now and with 2020 like you have to allow yourself to feel because if you don't then you're kind of out of touch with reality a little bit and Mm -hmm. um I don't know I know that so also this is a little opportunity for you to plug your podcast but um I know that you have talked a little bit about uh like 
accepting that and then kind of like pivoting it in a business standpoint as well. Mm -hmm. How do you manage with having a business and growing your business? And like you said, all the hormones and the moving and the changing, how do you manage your business aspect and then keep your emotions kind of separate from that? Or do you allow your emotions to kind of flow into your business? Does it help because you are a Mm. yoga business coach, you know? That's so, I mean like both. So what I will say is like, I think it's really important to not think, because I know exactly what you're talking about, like Mm -hmm. be positive all the time. And a lot of the times we get this message where like to run a successful business, we need to show up positive all the time in our business. And you can't, like you're human. You're gonna have good days and bad days. And so even when you're having a not great day, you most likely can still deliver whatever it is your product or your service is. Like I can talk someone through how to build a business even when I feel sad, Mm -hmm. right? So there's a little bit of like, let yourself be however you are and still trust that you're gonna deliver for your people. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing is, so I, I love this because it was such a good lesson for me. So I was in New York, I got super caught up in like the New York energy and I was working mm-hmm. all day long every day the hustle it's like, culture it's the yeah. norm there mm-hmm. it's crazy and it's like this like addictive energy so I was in that mm-hmm. and then when we were moving I was in my first trimester and we had COVID so I literally couldn't like it was like no you're gonna nap four hours a day and yeah. then you're gonna feel nauseous four hours a day the universe so, was like you need to pause <laughs> yes <laughs> So in these like couple of months where we we spent some time in Chicago and then came down, though I was working less, I was doing my podcast, so I was still recording Yoga Boss and still helping my clients, but I, other than that, I just kind of like stopped everything else. Mm-hmm. I made the most money in those two months, like oh, wow. by far, like doubled my business. Wow! In those two incredible. months where I wasn't working as hard, and so the lesson that I really took away was like oh gosh, you just don't, it's like necessary to pause mm-hmm. and rest and you can still have a business there. And I think trusting that like, you know what to do, even if you can't do it all. Yeah. And it's still going to work and it's still going to be there. And what I see for yoga teachers right now is like COVID actually, I think was a, a blessing in disguise for a ton of people to realize, wait a second, I can teach on Zoom or I can host my own class and mm-hmm. like make a lot more money and support myself in a whole new way than being at the studio. So in terms of pivoting their businesses, that's really been eye-opening. And then with any business this year, it's working with what is, accepting what is, mm-hmm. and then figuring out where you want to go. And I feel like I'm rambling now, but one of the things that I will say is I saw people like right when it happened kind of in this freak out state be like oh my gosh what do I do right now yeah and from that mental state it's really hard to make strategic smart decisions for your business so it's more important that you keep where you want to be in three years or where you want to be in five years in mind and then work from that perspective with what's happening right now. Almost work backwards, yeah. Yeah, so that you're not reacting to the world and making decisions that are actually going to hurt in the long run, but you're making smart decisions 
responding really to what's happening yeah especially when covid hit like oh i'm sorry maddie oh no you're good Um, i'm just saying we really this was such a new thing for everyone and Mm -hmm. so those people that were probably trying to make super rash quick instant decisions it's like how do you truly know how to handle a situation like this it's almost better i mean just as you were saying to take a step back and be like let's evaluate this over a period of time and really make a long-term plan that's going to be effective for us and i mean probably in March we had no idea and you know October 16th is when we're recording this that we would still be in this exact same position so I feel like if you were to make those rash or instant decisions you know those aren't gonna sustain you over such a long period of time and who who honestly knows how long COVID and all that will be a thing which is really Mm. sad but I feel like that mentality of like I just need to set those long-term goals for myself and trust, kind of trust the process of who I am, my capabilities, and, you know, go from there. So yeah. I think that's, especially during these times, it's just, you have to accept life, accept reality, and keep the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. I really, yeah. I like what you said about how you can't be reactive, like, to a situation, and that um, I actually yesterday was on the on a zoom call with career services from my school because I was like for lack of better words like what the hell am I doing I'm like I I don't know if I need to get a job right after graduation or if I need to get an internship now so I can prep for that like I just I felt like all of my plans kind of got skewed because of COVID and I was like classes aren't even completely in person like can I go in for an interview somewhere is it all going to be over zoom Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff and my advisor who was talking to me was like the purpose of having a plan is not to follow that plan to a T. The purpose of it is to have a plan so that you can deviate from it based on whatever curveballs life throws at you. And once you get thrown that curveball, then you pinpoint that and you start a new plan from there and you kind of branch out. And so I just, I really resonated that with that when you were saying like you can't be reactive because if you're constantly just letting life kind of take control of you, it's like, okay, where do I go from here? Like I, I don't know where to go. And I feel like that's a really, really good point. Yeah. Wait, I love that. He told you that. Mm -hmm. So awesome. Yeah. The way I think about it is like, if you were getting your car to go to the grocery store and you ran into like a roadblock or construction, you wouldn't be like, well, I guess I'm not going to the grocery store. You would literally just find another way to get there. (laughs) You would turn your car down a different road and go another way. So it's like, have the end goal in mind and then be super flexible with your plan and if you if you hit obstacles like covid or whatever else it might be this year just reroute yeah you know let your gps recalculate i love that yeah no that's such a simple metaphor but that's literally the most applicable thing probably ever it's so (laughs) beneficial you have to be able to adapt because you know like Maddie was saying, you don't just write your life plan and then you check all the boxes. You're like, okay, done with life, you know, got it all done. (laughs) You know, you have to constantly, you know, cross things out of your life planner, even though they're probably written in ink and it's annoying and, you know, (laughs) write some more stuff down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's not easy to be like, oh, well, my plan didn't work. No, no, it's 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 not humbling always. I was going to say it's a hit to the ego for sure. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm so type A, so I'm like, no, my plan must be perfect, and Mm -hmm. then I'll just do it. Yeah. No. (laughs) If I've learned anything, we're not in control. (laughs) No, exactly. And that's, I think it's so funny thinking back on, like, 
16 year old me and I'm like I had such a life plan I was like this is where I'm gonna go to college I was in a relationship at the time I was like this is the person I'm gonna marry when I was 16 you know and it's like I remember my mom telling me like you're never going to be able to control what curveballs life throws at you and Mm -hmm. I was like well no because I kind of can like I can kind of navigate them a little bit and even aside from the year of 2020 I feel like that's just a really good thing to like recognize and know that Mm -hmm. you're always going to get thrown different things and I'm sure I mean I don't want to speak for you but like if someone were to have asked you a year ago today do you do you think you would have said you'd be back in this position no no I mean I thought we would still be definitely in New York City would have never thought I would have been pregnant yeah and I would have been we we had to move our wedding because of COVID too like there it's all the stuff that changed Mm -hmm. this year and I think the thing about like COVID is it took this, like we couldn't ignore it. It was so big for so many people that it was like in your face, a reminder that you're not in control. Mm -hmm. Kind of the same way, like someone close to you dying or like those big events tend to shake us. COVID was the same, just in our face. You can't control life. And at the same time, there is so much you can't control. You can control like how you're feeling, what you're thinking, what you do, and the result that you ultimately create in your life. And I think that always helps me be like, okay, you know what? Like, yes, I can't control everything that's going on, but where can I focus and where am I going to put my energy? Mm-hmm. Um, no, gosh. Like, I'm thinking back to 16-year-old me because <laughs> I was the same. It's like going to marry my 16-year-old football linebacker boyfriend. <laughs> oh, and don't like, we all have that phase? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I was going to be a psychologist, so like kind of the same vein, but like, I was so off. I was so wrong with where my life was going to take me. And I hadn't even done yoga yet. Like, I'd maybe taken one class. So I'm so happy my plan didn't work. Mm -hmm. My, like, you know, original plan of where life was going to take me. Exactly. I. That's such a... That's such a cool thing to say. It's like, I'm so happy my plan didn't work. Because, you know, in the moment, you're like, well, like, dang, where do I go from here? But now looking back, you're like, I really am right where I'm meant to be. And I think that's, yeah. that's a hard thing to say in the yeah. moment. But now well, was I think super, that's so cool. It was super hard too. I don't, <laughs> I like hid this for so long from so many people, but I like straight up failed calculus in college. Like got an it's, F. It's a hard, I, I, <laughs> I'm with you there. I think I got a D, but still. <laughs> I was, oh, it was so, it was like this hit to my ego. It meant my major probably was changing and I, it was so much shame around my plan changing. Mm-hmm. And, like, I hid yeah. it for so long. So you're so right, Emma. For me to sit here and be like, I'm so happy I am where I am. Like, I wish I could tell that version of me. Like, failing calculus was actually a really good thing. Also yeah, and it's anything. such a small stepping stone. I know me and Maddie can probably relate. Like, I've had plenty of exams that just have not gone the way I wanted them to. And I just have to remind myself, like, literally in a few months and especially in a few years this one exam I got like a 65 on is literally going to be an irrelevant blink of time and you know if that does end up changing my life course that's probably for the better just how yours was yeah like it'll be a story you tell on a podcast yeah about how you are where you are exactly and (laughs) this calculus exam is or the calculus class is still following you but in a positive way (laughs) yeah Yeah. well and I I think that it's really important to note too with that like we can all sit here now and we can be like okay if we were to turn to 16 year old us it's like 
we're glad we're not marrying our high school boyfriends. We're glad that maybe oh, no, our plan no. <laughs> um, did not work out the way it was supposed to. But it's like that that's not the end goal. Like we don't stop here. And I think it's important to remind yourself that like when everything is kind of going awry, especially in 2020, it's like 10 years from now, we're going to be like, I'm so glad that my plan when I was 20 right. years old, when I was 20, like however, like in 2020, I'm so glad that the plan I thought I had for myself didn't come to fruition. And I think that that's a really important thing. And I was actually listening to a podcast the other day um, that was just kind of talking about stress and anxiety and um, short-term stress and long-term stress and all the different differences between them. But something that this lady was saying in the podcast was like she said, okay, ask yourself if it's going to matter tomorrow. Ask yourself yeah. if it's going to matter three months from now. And then ask yourself if it's going to matter three years from now. And if it's not going to matter tomorrow – don't think about it. If it's not going to matter three months from now, like, don't worry about it. And if it if it is still going to upset you or is going to be something that you are still anxious about or still stressing about or whatever, take a deep breath, reroute, and think about how many things are not going to matter. And just kind of pinpoint, like, that one emotion and keep it there because it's like if you – if you're constantly stressed and constantly anxious and, like, your plan's not going to plan – I think it's really important to stay grounded and say, okay, like when I was 16, that was supposed to be my plan and here I am now. So therefore, when I'm 30 years old, when I'm 50 years old, my plan's not going to be like I'm intending it to be right now. And I think I think that that's really important and I really hmm. – I respect you a lot for knowing that like this year has had so many curveballs. Like, oh my gosh, your 2020 has been more than I think – any of our 2020s have been but yeah just to know that things aren't going to go to plan and that's in a way a blessing in disguise yeah it really is and when I look back at 2020 it's gonna be one of the best years of my life like I got engaged and got pregnant and I'm making six figures my my own business like everything I always wanted at the same time everything bad is also happening so Mm -hmm. it's it's just this beautiful reminder that like life isn't meant to be all good or all bad. It's always going to mm-hmm. be the mix of both. And I think when we're thinking about where we want to go or what we want to happen, a lot of times we can think it'll be better there or like I'll be happier down the road. And it's not like I've been any happier this year with all this amazing stuff happening. It's, it's normal. Life is 50-50 all the time. It's mm-hmm. like both good and bad. Crazy year. And yeah. if you always expect if you always expect the good, I feel like you're definitely going to come out disappointed if you expect life to do nothing wrong because it's going to. But then also if you're always pessimistic and down and you're like everything sucks, I mean life throws you pleasant surprises too. And I feel like that that year or this 2020 year for you is very much like that. Yeah. 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 It really has been. So, just kind of wrapping up a little bit um, I know that this is always like people are always like why do you ask me this when we like host guests on the podcast but what are three things that you would say to our audience to kind of help or give a tip of like how to manage growth and how to manage change in everything that's going on right now because I know that you don't have the all the answers and like we don't expect you to but <laughs> it's always good I always like to see people's responses to it because it's like Three things that you just want our audience to know as, like, coming from you. Oh, my gosh. Um, Okay, first thing. And this is, like, when you were, like, healing through this year and really, like, Mm -hmm. 
embodying 2020 and embracing 2020 is like you are already healed (laughs) like you're already perfect as you are feeling good emotion bad emotion there's nothing wrong or broken or nothing you need to fix about who you are so like that would be my first message is like take a deep breath you're great yeah I I really like that yeah and let's see two more things past that um I I would say like really what I've learned this year is any circumstance can happen you can have all these crazy things happen and you can still hit your goal if you're committed I like that so true with a business like I've hit my revenue goal and life has happened so it's it, have enough time. You've got enough experience. You Mrs. Can totally Yoga do it. Boss in the yeah. yeah. <laughs> Being the boss lady that you are. No, that's I'm awesome. Like, you can totally still do it. Um, and then the third thing I would say is like kind of what we were just talking about. It's it's not going to be better there, happier there. So you might as well enjoy it. Yeah. Now, like you might as well have fun now on the way. I any love. Goal. I love all of those like so much and I think that especially with your second one when you're like you can still hit your goals even when things going on all the time like I remember in high school my friends and I would sit around at lunch and we would be like what would we do if we had like Beyonce's life for a day or what would we do if we had like I don't know Steve Jobs life for a day like think about how productive you'd be think about like how many things that you'd accomplish and how cool you'd be and it comes down to the fact that like all of us have 24 hours in a day and it just has to do with what you do with that and what you do with that time because it's not like someone who is incredibly successful has this advantage of like having more time or whatever it may be and so I really like that because it's like amidst the pandemic amidst like you moving multiple places across the country like so many life changes you still hit your goal and that is so cool that you did that because it's like you prioritize things that were important to you and at the end of the day like I said we all have 24 hours in a day and it just has to do with what you do with it so I I really like that one especially yeah 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 and I'm like using it for myself now as I go into being a mom and I'm like okay well my next thing is like you can mom and you can have a business Mm -hmm. you can do both so I'm like using my own advice (laughs) no I have full faith in you you seem like you've done so well with you know the million curveballs you've had and your little you know, New York trip your possible Chicago and Detroit Michigan <laughs> trips like yes <laughs> literally you I feel like you've literally done so well and you know not it's not been a smooth road but you're driving down it full speed <laughs> yeah. yeah I appreciate that and like I'm just a normal human with a ton yeah. of anxiety so if I can anyone can yeah <laughs> well I like that that's good I, I will thank you so much for being on the show today. Just to kind of wrap up, where can our viewers find you? Like plug your Instagram, plug your podcast. Like this is your moment to shine. I love it. My phone is dying. So I just want to let you guys know. I hope I don't like disappear. Okay. <laughs> um, but my podcast is called Yoga Boss and it's specifically for yoga teachers building their business, but really it's for anyone who wants to be an entrepreneur and make at least 100K. You can find it on Apple and Spotify and all the places. My Instagram is Jackie G. My middle name is Grace dot Skinner. And, you know, you'll see me. There's pictures of <laughs> yoga and the beach and my dog. And all of this will be linked in our show notes as well, guys. So if you want more of Jackie, we, we will have the resources for that. <laughs> thank you guys so much for having yeah, me. Yeah, thank you so, so much for being on the show. 
so fun seriously and like good luck with figuring out y'all's next move thank it's you yeah in. thank you and it was so great having you on the show and maybe we'll have you again in the future i don't know let's do it yes <laughs> okay well thank you. thank you thank you guys for listening yeah thanks for listening bye guys <laughs>